Welcome to Producing Comedy for TV panel. Yeah. Yeah. We got Big Irish J over here. Hi, everyone. Tony Tripoli <laughs> from, uh, you were on E! with Joan Rivers, E! Well, yeah, I was the executive producer and head writer of Fashion Police. That's amazing. But I wasn't on the show. Anymore. That is so cool, though. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, well, tell us what stuff you've done, like MTV, well, Comedy I just, Central. I just got done, uh, for the last... Um, <laughs> Year and a half, I was uh, wrote on like over 120 episodes of a game show called Funny You Should Ask. Nice. It's, just, it's writing dad jokes. Just a bunch of awful, awful dad jokes. Are you a dad? No. Oh. But it's, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's, there are so I mean, many close calls jokes, you don't yeah. even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, an asterisk at the end of that question. Yeah. It's, uh, it, but it, I mean, it's basically the, the show's kind of like Hollywood Squares minus the tic tac toe part, you know? Yeah. And uh, when I say dad jokes, I just mean like, because uh, with, like, you probably had a lot more leeway on, on Fashion Police, but mm-hmm. with ours, we had to, like, it had to be squeaky clean, right. um, no celebrities that were alive, couldn't do any jokes about celebrities right. that were alive, and uh, no political shit either way. Yeah. What wow. network? Because you're, because you're playing to, like, middle America. What network was it? Um, it was, it was syndicating like that. It, it was on different mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Like you, like in LA, it would play at 3 p.m. on one channel and then like midnight mm-hmm. on a different one. Got it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I love... Except you can be dirty, joke. so that's kind of... <laughs> How yeah. are you feeling today, by the way? Hung over. Yeah, yeah. Yes. How about you, Tony? I drink water. Yeah, so you're I smart. Mean, I'm just cranky, but oh. not <laughs> not due to any chemical intervention. Yeah. How, how's your dog? What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Bingham, and he's at the hotel like this right oh, now. Oh, yeah? Thinking that we were, Crossing his arms, I tapping saw, his foot. I psyched foot. him out, taking him for a walk, and then I returned him back to the hotel, and he was like, fuck you. So <laughs> I'll have hell to pay later. Awesome. Well, I was just wondering, uh, how did y'all get started? Like, how did you get into the TV world? That's a big uh, question, but... Go ahead, Tony. You well, it's funny, because Jay and I just had this conversation on the phone last week. Um, you know, in the old days, when people wanted to write for television, specifically scripted, the first thing you had to do was write a spec. And you've not worked in scripted, nor have I, correct? Right. Yeah, right. so what we've done is this sort of new, what you see so much on television, these sort of panel shows, or these talky sort of shows. They call them unscripted, even though you have a complete script. Right. It's just unscripted as opposed to the Mindy Project or an episode of Friends where it's like literally just actors being other people. Um, So I'm forever telling people the best way to get those gigs is just doing every little free open mic comedy show you can get any stage time on Mm -hmm. in New York or LA. Mm -hmm. Because the people that are hiring for those shows literally really do go out and they see, I mean, I was just doing horrible little tiny gay club for you know smaller audiences than this and the exec producers of the show the soup at e had seen me a few times and they were doing a girl version called the dish and they thought we should have a gay guy in the room with the female writers to kind of mix it up and asked me if i would start writing for television that's literally how i then just went from show to show to show for 10 years how did that feel in that moment that had to be super exciting i tried to talk him out of it i was like oh no i don't have I couldn't do that. I don't have any kind of a process. I don't have deadlines. <laughs> like, no, no, no. That's not how stand-up works. You just think of shit and you write it down on into your phone or something, you know. And he was like, "Well, maybe you know, could you just try it?" And I was like, "No, I really don't think that." I and this is like literally, beg, can I please change your that life and give so you a great career?" Yeah, exactly. sounds hard. And then, I'm sorry. You know, literally, yeah. it was sort of that thing where like. D- 
day one, it was like a duck to water. And again, funny, creative people will always figure out the format. Sure. Like, that's not the yeah. tricky part. Yeah. You just, you work with so many people that couldn't be funny for anything. Right. And you're like, oh, well, I've got 19 versions of funny. It's right. just finding the one that works for you people. So that's... And would you sense. also, would you, oh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? No, go uh, ahead. I was going to say, uh, would you also say a lot of gigs that you get as uh, it's that whole thing, it's not necessarily what you know, but who you know? Like friends. Entirely. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, so... Uh, I did. I wrote a bunch of stuff uh, and shot a bunch of stuff for All Deaf. Well, it's now called All Deaf. It used to be called Russell Simmons All Deaf Digital, but yeah, a little, <laughs> little trouble. So he, he was outed, and then they changed it to All Deaf. But um, the way that came about is uh, I, when I, I started comedy in Boston, then I did stand up in Seattle for like five years. There's another comedian in Seattle named Kevin Fredericks. He posted a video of his son just talking into a. TV monitor, or computer monitor, Jesus, how old am I? Um, Talking into a computer, rattling off some jokes, posted it, world's youngest stand-up comedian. Yeah. It went viral. Uh, Hollywood hits him up, we want your son to play Spanky in the next Little Rascals movie. So Kev's like, I gotta move to Hollywood for my son, more, not more so than me. He gets down there, he ends up getting the job as, uh, like I think it was head of, or director of talent at All Deaf. Wow. And then when I moved down there, Kev, like me and Kev had done videos before, and so he was like, let's bring over this one video we used to do called Aska, where you would ask people questions about their lives and stuff, and then, uh, and then let's start doing some other stuff. So then I started writing sketches and being in sketches on that, and then, uh, I mean, just, it, I, it's kind of crazy because, and it, I don't, I feel almost dirty from it, but like my, my website, you used to, like for, for stand-up, you used to put like your credits that were related to stand-up. No. Yeah. It used to be. You know, no, right? totally. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. I, I, my website used to say, like, I won these comedy competitions, right. whatever. Now, the very first thing, which is the most prominent, has been viewed over 80 million times on YouTube. Totally. Which is, which is weird, like, that that's, but that's what bookings Which will want. get you more bookings. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sells more tickets too, and gets more bookings. Because what I'm hearing is, so, you said you have to move to L.A. or New York. Do you think that's what we have to do? Like, to, to be successful, to do yeah. that, we have to be in those I mean, I hate, places. I don't want to be yeah. that guy, but that's where it all happens because, again, like Jay and I were talking last week, with, with 300 channels now and, and Netflix really coming in, I mean, we all saw the Emmys this week, like, they're spanking the industry. Um, so these shows get greenlit, and whereas there used to be eight weeks of pre-production before they would even start shooting anything, mm -hmm. it's two yeah. now. And so a show will get greenlit on Tuesday, and they need people starting Thursday. Yeah. Well, so so greenlit, you mean getting started? The network will actually approve. Yes, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna buy your game show, you know, sure. Naked Twister. And Perfect. so, you know, even though we've been dragging our heels for a year and a half over meetings and stuff, we're gonna just call you on a Tuesday and go, we like the show, we've got the green light. And we need the first episode shooting three weeks from now. Um, so your office is going to be at this address, and we need you staffed and yep. starting in 48 hours. So if you're interested, you might as well just move to either of those locations. Yeah, and so what will happen is you'll randomly get a call or a text or an email from you know a television producer who's like, I'm staffing a show. I need funny people to do you know clean dad jokes in a Hollywood Squares thing. Are you are you available? <laughs> okay, good. Like we start Thursday. Sounds it's like, crazy. Have you both had to do a lot of pitching? Because it sounds like yeah. people are just like coming to you, which is um, what I would love. Actually. Yeah, the uh, like I've I've done I pitched stuff to all deaf uh, suggestions for shows. Uh, didn't do them, um, but uh, 
Uh, just, just real quick, just to speak on what he was saying about how fast it happens. Exactly how it happened with me on the game show. Uh, mm-hmm. Over the, it was the weekend before. I, uh, a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, this this show that I I helped write the pilot for, or write on the pilot. Uh, they're looking for new writers." So he's like, "You need to get in a, this writing packet immediately." So he sent me like the outline of of what the the format of like question, joke, and then answer. Right? Did it. I sent that one in. It was like twenty. I had to write twenty of them. They replied back, they're like, we really like this, but it's a little too dirty, which mm-hmm. it wasn't. I mean, like, in, by our standards, sure. but, but for what they were, they were like, can you do another 20 squeaky clean? So I was like, sure, sent it in. That was over the weekend. They called me and they're like, can you come in Thursday, this Thursday, for an interview, uh, like face-to-face? So I come in, we talk. I mean, I think it was basically just trying to get the vibe of your energy, you know, is it somebody you want to work with? They literally, um, no lie, that is just to see that you're a fairly sanitary person that could be, (laughs) no, I'm not even kidding, because you know what? I mean, so many writers are like shut-ins, and then they show up and you're like, oh my God, the Unabomber came, and his stuff was great, but he can't walk through this building. I mean, it will be on lockdown. And so it's literally just to sniff you. And then be like, okay. I went in there, we talked for like about an hour. It was me and the um, the showrunner and uh, so the guy, his assistant, and at the end of the conversation, he was like, so what do you think? And I was like, yeah, sounds great. I was like, you know, he, what, when would I start? And he goes, Monday. And then Monday. we're gonna we're gonna write, and then we're gonna film the the first episode in two weeks. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's wow. I mean it literally is. So in a week's span, I submitted submitted again, interviewed, and that's just budget then, cut. So yeah. basically, it's, just, it's ideal that I don't have kids and I'm single to do this. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ever I encourage everyone to never have children and remain single <laughs> forever. It really is the best career move you can make. I, okay. Here's the thing. That, leave with this from this little seminar. When you go home, anyone that wants to write for TV, tape a week worth of Conan or Seth Meyers is my favorite mm-hmm. late night show on TV. I think it's the best writing. Um, but whoever you like, Fallon, whatever, and just tape a week's worth, look at the monologues, and just write down what the first sentence was, the premise of the joke. So President Trump was asked on, you know, as he was getting in the helicopter today, what he thinks of Paul Manafort. And then there's the joke, right? Mm-hmm. Take those premises and just make yourself write three punchlines to the premise. Oh, that's a great idea. Because that's really what the gig is yeah. awesome. consolidated. And writing for television is literally just, okay, we've got Eva Longoria on the show. Joan's going to interview her. We need, we need funny-ish interview questions for Joan. Right. Or, you know what I mean? So it's literally just take someone else's, because what we do as comics is we find a premise that's interesting to us that we want to talk about. Or that we go, oh, there's so much there. But when someone goes, hey, what can you do about Warren Buffett was walking out of the summit today and he tripped on the step? And you like, I don't fucking give a shit about it. Like, yeah. that's the exercise, yeah. I think. Yeah, and it's the, the writing in, uh, you know, a lot of times I, uh, when tagging up somebody else's joke in stand-up, I always, when I, I, a lot of times I think people will offer a tag that it, they're just thinking funny, which is great, but I always, when I'm doing I'm like, is this this guy's voice? Like yeah. so, if I have a tag for him, awesome. is it his voice or is it like, nah? Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't say this. That's not his thing. So it's kind of the same mm-hmm. thing. Like if you're writing for someone, you know, is it is are you writing in their voice or are you yeah. or is it something like you're like, oh man, this this is hilarious. Yeah. But you're like, oh wait, this is what I think is hilarious and this is what I would do, but that's not this guy's voice. Because does everybody know helpful. what a packet is? What submitting a packet means? It's like you mean like a like a press kit type no, of thing? No, when they no, I have no idea. when a show is like, hey Jay, we think you're super super funny. Would you submit a packet for this Hollywood Squares, you know, new kind of version? 
So then, you know, you would say, okay, well, what kind of stuff do you want? And they'll say, we want no politics. You know, this has got to be like a rated G kind of a situation. You know, that deal. And then you're literally going to type up basically in the, like, Leno monologue jokes, essentially. And then they might be like, and we also want funny interview, like for Fashion Police, we need funny interview questions. And I would just give them three celebrities. Rihanna and Posh Spice and so-and-so. You know what I mean? Sure. And you just want to see if they've... When a show's been on, I was hiring writers that understood what our show was. If you've never watched the show, you're, you know what I mean? You're probably, right. But yeah. if it's a new show, they have a lot more leeway. Then they're just looking for funny, and then they're like, okay, this is way too dirty for us, but I like the way your mind works. Can you just resubmit, sure. clean it up? Just edit it a little but bit. So a packet's going to be, I would say, two pages right. of okay. jokes. Maybe and, and 20 you'll, monologue you'll jokes. And outline so, of yeah. what they're looking for. It's not like they're just like, okay, you want to write for this? Then submit us a packet, and you're just like, okay. For Conan, <laughs> for like Conan, they would want, give us 20 monologue jokes, interview questions for these two people, and three sketch ideas. Okay. And it's not a full written sketch. It's just what if Conan opens a grinder account and... You know, is mess, messing with gay awesome. guys. Awesome, that's super know. helpful. Yeah. So, if if you're pitching something, like how do you? What's the best way? Like, how do you pitch pitch something to me? Can you do that on the spot right well, now? To whom? Somebody gonna take my <laughs> yeah, idea like, from this recorder because <laughs> I have some pretty dope ideas. But if you're just something yeah. fake, I if don't you're know. a staff writer, you're pitching to the head writer like in the writer's room. Okay. But if you mean pitching a show, that's pitching to network executives, yeah. which is a whole different right. thing. Pitching a show, like how would you pitch a show? Okay, uh, well, okay, so I submitted one to Kip, but let me change it so. Yeah, yeah, totally make. <laughs> let me, th like, like say, um, uh, what's, uh, okay, Just like let's say you're doing the jackass thing, like you, were you want to pitch to jackass or whatever. So you might do like a one sheet that's like uh, an overview and like they, there's like, you can Google this stuff too, because I did one on the first yes. one I ever did, where it's like, uh, you want to like, a, it's kind of like uh, when you see a movie um, tagline that like catches you. What's what's like the, the I don't know what you call we it. We call that the elevator pitch. There you go. Yeah, yes, a one yes. or two sentence explanation of what the show Still is. <laughs> that you would say in an elevator in less than 10 seconds. Yes. So okay. I have this idea, it's, um, you know, it's friends, except for it's, it's five cats. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the show. But you want to get their attention because right. you're looking for something fresh and new, and that's what they want. Well, to that's see, the right? big lie of television: is that every network says we want fresh and original and new and different, and what they want is the same, identical, what's always worked. Uh, you here, know what I mean? So that's the this. big lie. Okay, tell me which sitcom I'm talking about. The mom is smart. The dad's kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. The. Uh, the, you know, it's funny, as Alonzo Bro Bowden had broke this down for me, and he was talking about, like, mm -hmm. when the George Lopez show came on, it's just the Mexican version. Yeah. You know, when this came on, it was just this version. But it's always the, the dad's kind of dopey. You usually have a, a daughter that's sassy, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, there might be nice. an, uh, a grandparent or, you know, that's, uh, that might be borderline racist right. or has the old values, you know? And you're right. like, ah, come totally. on, Grandpa, you know? <laughs> It's which sitcom? It's right, and then a, and then a boss yeah. that you hate. Yes, yeah. It's just exactly. like that's the show. That's yeah. the show. But in terms of like unscripted or panel type shows, you know, if you're pitching Chelsea lately, it's okay. We all love Chelsea Handler. She has a deal with this network. I had an idea. What if we took her, but we gave her 
three other comics because she's so good bantering. So let's yeah. play that up. So instead of a regular late night show where someone does a monologue and then is alone, she kind of does a little bit of a monologue and then brings out three other funny people and they just go through and they're doing their monologue jokes but sitting around a table and kind of like the viewer feels like they're hanging out with four comedians right. and it's yeah. inside and then she does a regular interview like all shows do and that's the pitch and it's like oh my god you've reinvented television yeah. 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 well yeah. That's, that's super helpful again and I appreciate that but I, it is a one page document that starts off with like a maybe a paragraph of what the show is sure you know two maybe three sentences and then most things like to go, this is what the act format would be. So in a 30-minute show, act one, act two, act three, act four would be opening segment, monologue, introduction of guests, two biggest topics of the day, commercial break, come back, we do this, but then we have you know, a planned comedy bit. Right. Act three is the interview, act four is a two-minute segment, wrap up, come back tomorrow. That's the show. Well... Thank Sold. You. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm curious, though, like, how, when you're doing all of this work, how do you not waste time? Like, how do you organize It's all wasting time. time. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... Uh, a group I mean, of writers like, in a room together, all with their own laptop. Oh, yeah. It, no one ever gets anything done. Yeah, it's yeah. all the most hilarious stuff that could never be used on the television show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, we used to, we used to um, with, like, the jokes that we wrote for the game show, ones that were... And it's so funny because they're not edgy or they're not dirty or anything. Right. But ones that were maybe a little bit, we would call them uh, not. Uh, we would call them not three p, which meant like they were not. They should, couldn't air at three p.m. Maybe if we at a later date have like a mm -hmm. after three p.m. show, with, you know, yeah. that could be a little more edgy. We'd throw those jokes in and stuff. But and those are always the best, you know. Totally. But, yeah. But again, the jokes you only do for the room. Right always lead to a softer, yeah, yeah. less amazing joke that can air. Yeah. So it's not really way, I mean, you know, ideas, you just need a million ideas. Where they come from kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. So basically you can just waste time. I mean, I mean there's a lot of, there's, <laughs> it is weird. You kind of can't think about how much pressure it is. I mean, I yeah. would sit down some weeks with Fashion Police and it was like, oh my God, we've done 200 episodes of, you know, saying women look like sluts in dresses. Like, I don't know how, how many different ways can I call a woman a slut? <laughs> Turns out I'll never run out. But, <laughs> but I mean, and you know, can you, you give just, me a few of those? No, but I mean, it literally, it was just like, well, you know, she's not Catholic because fish on Friday. Like, things <laughs> like that. Like, if it was a short skirt. And so, but like, you just kind of would go, if I start thinking about how embarrassed I'm going to be going to Joan Rivers with a blank page of jokes, I'll be so paralyzed by that fear. So you just kind of have to just start typing anything. And I would always say for fashion police, and I think this works for anything, just look at the picture and then write the first words that pop into your head as hacky and obvious as they might be. Right. Like, and yeah. then like just captioning. get something down on the screen. Because yes. you can always go back and punch things up. But when yeah. blank is terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so funny when you say the hackiest thing you can think. Yeah. Because like, especially with the game show jokes, right. like it really is. It's all like we like it was a running joke that we used to say. We were like, okay, we get it. Like, uh, you know, we'd have like the stereotypical jokes about black people. We'd have it about Asian people. Asian people can't drive. You know, like dumb jokes like that. Like uh, we had one. Like one of the jokes was something about. Um, it was a true or false about, uh, I forget the driver's name, but he was like the first African-American NASCAR driver to take 
I think it was like second place or something. And then the joke was like, yeah, he got pulled over by the cops during the middle of the race, you know, or something, something to that effect. That's surprisingly edgy for three in the well, No <laughs> joke. It didn't get no, that's past. a, pol- yeah, that's a po- political joke, edgy. right? Yeah. It's so, I mean, Crazy. It's, you know, and then, and then you also, after you do like, after you get past like 50 episodes, you're like, how many, how many ways can I tell the same joke? You know, oh, you it's, it. it's just. Okay, another thing to take away from this. Once you're on a staff of a show, right? Mm-hmm. The most important thing you can do is know what your head writer needs because you're just there to give them. So some head writers love it if you're like, so the first black NASCAR driver came in second, punchline because he got pulled over on lap three. Alt, because uh, yeah. uh, he had, you know, his car, he had lowered his car and there was too much bass, which created drag. Or blah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. He had to stop and, yeah. and, I don't know, pick up his baby mama. Uh, whatever whatever yeah. your dumb racist jokes are, this really That's went exactly, through. no, right? you could write but on the show. Some, you're, some you're, head writers, <laughs> some head so writers are like, great, give me three or four all punchline choices, yeah. but that counts as one joke. So right. like if I said I need everyone to please turn in 20 jokes before lunch, that wasn't three jokes. Right. It's three different punchlines. It's still one yeah. joke. Like, you know, like you got it. But give me a bunch of options. And, the, you know, the other thing is just understand, like, what their process is. Because the head writer takes all the jokes that they've selected from what the group submitted. Now they have to go and pitch this show up to the network. And dealing with network is a whole special kind of hell. And... So, you know, what I always said to my writers on Fashion Police is, look, there's very few original ideas left. So if you saw, like if we're doing an interview with Snooki and we need to play a game with her, and you saw on Fallon last night, they played Twister, and you go, oh, our spin on that could be blah, blah, blah. When you pitch, just tell me. I was watching Fallon last night, and they played Twister, right? And I thought what we could do was this. Gotcha. So I know where the, you know, and we've right. changed it. But what's going to happen if you don't tell me, and I love the tw- your little Twister idea, I'm going to go to the network meeting, and some fucking asshole 20-year-old that shouldn't have that job happens to have seen Fallon last night and is going to go, you just stole that from Fallon. Yeah. And I'm blindsided. Yeah. And now I can't fight for it. Yeah. So it's totally okay that you got inspired by something else, yeah. but tell your head writer so they're armed when they go into fight for it. So they can go, no, 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 it's totally, that's why we want to do it, because Fallon is the number one show in late night. So we want to kind of tip our hat to that. That's all the executive needs yeah. to hear. Well, and hearing a lot, too, you got to get in the head of the head yes. writer and all It's oh, not yeah. So in that situation, it's really not about me. It's about no. them and figuring out what they need and what they're interested in. Kind and of it's thing. a great job. Yeah. I don't yeah, mean yeah. to make it like a nightmare, but yeah. like. And you also, um, knowing, going back to like writing for like, on the game show, we would have, we would always have six comedians on the panel. Like we, we had Tiffany Haddish once, we had, Louis Anderson was like a regular. And so nice. we always would have, we had fat jokes. Right. You know, it's like for fat comic. It's like, as you're writing the joke, you'd be like, it's for fat comic. And then we eventually were just like, so Louie? Right. I, I mean, and, and I, I don't mean this in any disrespect, because I love Louie, and I think he's one of the nicest guys, right? Uh, and, like, it got to the point where as we're writing the jokes, we're like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, can't we write something else for Louie other than just, like, you know, yeah, I'm fat, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And then I, I was going to ask you, with your writing room, because we would, like, we would do 20 jokes. We'd write 20 jokes, and the format we had to submit them is, like, we... we Create the question, get the you know you have to, and that's the other thing is fucking we had to find like trivia shit. So right. we have to find the question, 
verified the you know have verification that it's true and then you know have the have the joke on it and then we would have our uh, writers room meeting and we'd all go in the room and we had our head writer in there and there'd be like let's say six of us and we just go around like um, and these are for the jokes that weren't immediately approved like some of the jokes the, the head writer would seem like oh yeah this is gold perfect mm -hmm. goes on and then they'd like these let's do it in the pitch meeting so we would pitch them and uh, and then people would be like, okay, let's tag, tag it up, basically. Mm -hmm. Let's try and see if we can get a better punchline and then move it on. Yeah. Nice. Did you guys do That's what I was going to ask you. Did yeah, you guys with, with Fashion Police, we would, the writers were never in a room together. Okay. We actually, it was just a, a one-day part-time writing gig for the writers. So there were two writers on staff. But, I mean, I was, so I was literally, you know, fighting over what photos should be in the show and dealing with all kinds of stuff that's not writing. Um, and then we had 11 comics as a one, what a great one day gig this was where every Monday I would email you the 20 pictures that were in the show. You would have all day Tuesday to write and then Wednesday morning you come to Joan Rivers' house, well Melissa's house, right. and have brunch with Joan Rivers nice. and after we ate this huge catered meal, everyone would go, okay, first picture, Snooky, and everyone would go around the table and shit on that person. Next yeah. picture, <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. if that's not the fucking funnest thing in the world, and they got paid, you know, it was like a one day gig for like, 600 and some odd dollars, or whatever it was, you know. Yes, it was amazing. And, and you know, we all just would laugh, and we then we would punch up each other's jokes, or, you know, alt and stuff. Um, and then the writers would all leave, and then Joan and I would just go through the ones that she liked, and that I liked, and sometimes I would fight with her, no, this one's better than the one you picked. Or it's such a, makes total sense that I would tell Joan Rivers why she was wrong. <laughs> And why I knew better, um, but you know you got to do it. That's the thing is you know, sure. we would duke it out, and then we would pick the jokes, and then we would you know that would, now we're at like maybe six o'clock, seven o'clock at night, sure. and then Joan would stay there because she was a worker. Most hosts are like it's good enough. I'm going home. Then we would stay till one in the morning and just syllable by syllable, Joan would like sand like a woodworker mm. and get that joke as fucking sharp and dangerous as it could be. So good. Yeah. yeah, and then she would take a two-hour nap, and I would meet her at the East Studio, so and we would take the show at 8.30 the, the next morning. Wow. Yeah, and uh, shifting gears a little bit, too, mm -hmm. I was wondering, how do you uh, determine somebody is worth working with, like collaborating with? Uh, I mean, as I, an equal or as a staff member? I would say as uh, both. Like, what about, I want to hear about both. Um, well, I think, like, if I'm working with somebody, it's it's most likely going to be somebody I already know. Like, either they're bringing something to me or I'm probably going to bring something to them. Um, and I already have a relationship with them. And it's going back to that, it's who you know type thing. You know, sure. like whether, like you were saying, like maybe it's a guy I've done, I've grinded on mics with him, you know? And like, we always got along or we, you know, we will do a mic and then we'll go get something to eat. And I'm like, oh yeah, I like this guy. We have good energy, you know? Um, and so uh, opportunity comes up and in my head, I'm like, okay, who's who's some people that I, I like? They, they, I think they're good have good comedy and uh, are cool to hang out with. Ah, Tony. Let me call Tony. Tony, I got this thing. That, you know, let me give you a uh, rundown of it. Are you interested in it? As far yeah. as like somebody that was to work for me, because I've, I've, I've never been in the position where I'm like the, the boss and then people are underneath me, so I couldn't sure. speak to that. But other than, like, I mean, it would probably be the same thing. If it's somebody coming to me that, uh, like, that I don't know, it's probably going to be off a recommendation of somebody that I do know. 
Sure. So, right. You know, yeah. and I'm going to trust and their judgment. The, the best thing you can do, if anyone ever says, hey, my friend Jay is staffing up this show, uh, I just submitted for you, and you know, he thought, he thought your stuff was funny, he might look at you. The first thing you need to do is go to your Facebook and your social media and clean up anything where you're like, uh, you know, oh, fucking Hollywood Squares is the worst show, or CMT, fuck that network, or whatever. Like, I can't tell you how many times people would submit themselves to write for Fashion Police, and I would go on their page, and it was like, goddamn Juliana Rancic is anorexic. Fuck that skinny bitch. And I'm like, I can't hire you to write on her show. Sure. And your packet was amazing. But, like, if you had deleted that tweet, I would have never fucking known. But I'm going to, before I bring you in, I'm going to look through your shit yeah. And see, and you know, if you're like fuck Planned Parenthood, abortion is murder. I'm not bringing you in. Right. Absolutely. I don't care how funny your shit was. Like that's my one little fist in the air. Yeah. yeah. And my mind goes to when you're collaborating with people. Different people have different strengths. There might be people that you really uh, get along with on a personal level, but then other people that are strong in just getting shit done. Like I would imagine. I know. I'm conflicted on that because I kind of feel like I've never worked like in a true partnership like we're co-executive producers or whatever co-creators but I would say you want to do it with someone it's like a marriage you got to do it with someone that you can really disagree with and the relationship will remain intact they understand we're only arguing over the joke not it's not personal Personal, because but then you also want someone that brings different stuff Jay would be a dream person for me to call hey would you want to do the show with me because you're going to have an entire straight Boston guy perspective giant that I'm never going to no but like he's going to come up with the great joke about trying to sit in coach that I wouldn't (laughs) that that's not my life and then you know I'm going to have better dick sucking jokes and so that's just how it you haven't heard my dick sucking stories no I would would love to can we can we book that for one o'clock because I would sit here all day yeah what are your thoughts on that? Um, I was I had a point and then I fucking forgot it because I started talking about dick sucking and I just get so distracted. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. Um, oh no, it was uh, the, going to the point about you can't take shit personal. Uh, it was funny because we had I, I think we had maybe ten or fifteen writers and then we had some new people come on and their first time in the pitch room because you you literally you can't look at these jokes as like they're your babies or anything like that because and and they're not for you they're not your jokes you right. know, for mm-hmm. somebody else so you really can't they, they just they are what they are you know so you go in a pitch room and you're like okay here's my here's the setup here's the punchline and then the the guy that's running the room will just be like nah I, I, you know it's it's not strong Let's, what else do we got and you can't just be like not strong man fuck you i'm a better comic than you right. or whatever you know you're like well, you're like all right yeah cool let's and then also you may say something that they don't like that tag but by you saying something it triggers something in my head i'm like totally. oh fuck piggybacking off what tony said what if we did this way and you're like ah fuck okay there's the joke and then boom you're good i had we had jokes come in for fashion police all the time that the writer would say to me mm. and it was hilarious but it was like that's hilarious because of the way you uh, said it, which is not how Joan talks. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. you're a overweight Hispanic man. You're spin- <laughs> you saying that joke was ki- that Joan doesn't. Well, it's it a great joke what, for you, but not for Joan. What works for them, right? It's like when I get feedback about jokes from a from a guy. Like, let's say it's a feminist joke or something, and oh, it's like from man. a man's perspective, yeah. that's not going to work out. But also, what I'm hearing and working is like kind of like 
you have to let go of your ego a yeah, bit. Absolutely. It's so, yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun to write for someone. I challenge every comic in this room to just pick a day next week and be like, I'm going to write jokes for Conan, or I'm going to write shitty great. jokes for Fallon. Yeah. You know, like, Fallon is hardest one because they're so edge-free. They're so likable, man-easy, and yet, he's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. You know, so, like, that's harder than writing for someone who's a little more biting. I don't, I don't know why it reminds me of like being in a band, right? So you're collaborating mm. on, on a song and music and you tell the bass player like, ah, I don't like that. And then they're just like, <laughs> you know, or mm. you, get, you gotta let go of your yeah. ego and you gotta really flow with it because if you can't do that much, then you shouldn't be in that dynamic, it sounds like. Yeah, it's definitely, a, it's, like a, it's like a team version of stand-up or sure. jokes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm curious to when it shift gears again. Have you ever worked with just like a fucking nightmare nightmare person and like how did you handle that? You can go first. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean we had I'm trying to decide which one. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're writing for, um, uh, yes, I uh, I had an experience writing for a really really famous African American drag queen, probably the most famous African American drag queen in the oh, world. I and um, and when you are writing for some, I'd come, you know, write from Joan, where I would, you know, hold a piece of paper and be like, oh my God, my pussy is so dry. Like, right? That was, these were the, you know, I, I don't have that, but I'm talking as if I'm her sure. to pitch the jokes, because sure. so much of jokes is rhythm, and it's easier to just say the joke the way the comic is going to say it, right? Yeah. Well, I'm now a white person. And I'm pitching to a black person. Right. And so also a lot of that particular person's humor has a lot of neck in it. You know, there's a lot of mm -hmm, right? So you can't say that joke if you just read the words. Because then it, there's like, right. what? The, the flavor comes from the gravy you put on yeah. it, right? <laughs> so there is no kind of butthole clinch quite like being a middle-aged white man looking up at a seven-foot-tall black man <laughs> after you've gone, mm -hmm, girl, and they're just icing you out. And you're like, oh, fuck, did I do that? Like, you, you don't even know. How do you handle that, though? I just said, I, I hope you understand. What, I mean, I'm just pitching. And then I just went back in, and I did three more, mm-hmm, snap, snap, grr, grr. But, like, <laughs> because... At that point, you're in it. So I'm going to oh, fucking yeah. commit to the bit. Sell it. So, I mean, you know, and look, I mean, that's it's no kind of shade on him. I'm sure. just saying, like, sure. I totally understand. Also, I can imagine what it would be like if someone was trying to pitch me jokes and they were like, and then faggity fag fag, and you're like, well, that's not how I talk. And it's like, that's totally how so you talk. That's good, that's, though. You have yeah. empathy. You can put yourself in someone yeah, else's it was, shoes. But that's the only way you can pitch jokes. I mean, how do you pitch jokes to Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah. Do you use yeah. your voice? Yeah. No, pretty Gilbert, soon you're... Gilbert, on this next one, you want, right. to, you want to say, uh, why is the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I reached around and I grabbed her bosom. Like, that's just not... The joke ain't going to work, so yeah. it's a weird... Yeah. Well, and I'm curious, too, and then I want to reserve a little bit of time to see if anybody has questions. Um, what about your nightmare? Uh, we had a writer um, that's a pretty established comedian, stand-up comic tours, been on TV for stand-up and everything, and... Uh, um, he, he's a New York guy, and I'm sure it was all talk, but there was a, he was getting upset that there was somebody in the writer's room whose jokes were going through, mm -hmm. and 
I mean, in her defense, I mean, she writes like she could write really good like vanilla jokes that are going to go through because there, there's not edginess and that. And he, he, he was saying like I think she was like trying to tag up one of his jokes in the, and they were in a different pitch room and. He was like, he said something to the effect of like, God, I just want to punch her in her head or something like that, you know? And now, again, I don't know if it's, you know, talk or if it was a sincere thing. And then there was somebody else, the, uh, another writer that he had a, was very abrasive too. He was like, I just don't like that guy. A guy rubs me the wrong way. And this was stuff said to other people. And so eventually the guy was axed. You got to wow. let go. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, Nightmare people yeah. at times. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's also, I think, because we had all stand-up comics, for the most part, that were writing on the show. And we're all a treat. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I remember yeah. when I was interviewing with the guy, the guy was like, you know, uh, I mean, this is, you know, you're, you're used to doing stand-up. We want you to be comics. You can still go out and tour and this and that. But um, this is like, you know, this is a, you have to be in at this time. You're here for eight hours writing you know it's like it's like a job you think you know i'm like yeah i'm a fucking adult i can i can handle it <laughs> yeah. you know that's awesome uh. well thank you i want to um take some time to see does anybody have any questions for tony big irish jay yeah yeah i was just gonna ask more about the schedule you were still able to do stand-up all the time yeah so yeah. it was kind of interesting um there was a whole bunch of drama that was involved with this but like so when i was interviewing um, it was specifically said, and it was said to all the comics, like, yeah, we know you're comics, we, we, that's why we're hiring you. Um, so if you need to go on, you know, go out on the weekend to do stuff, that's fine. You just obviously won't get paid for those days. So you're like, great. And then once we got in, it was Monday through Friday, 10, 10.30 to 7 was the schedule. Uh, and if you had to leave for auditions, we were like, that, they were said, that's fine. If you have to leave early for a show, that's fine. Then once we got in there... Uh, and you were like, okay, hey, I'm gonna, I need this weekend off. I'm going to Boston to do shows. And then, it, then somebody was like, or somebody, the, the main guy was like, well, you can't do that. That's like double dipping. And you're like, what? And you're like, you fucking <laughs> yeah, that's told me up. when I took yeah. the thing. And so there was like a, uh, yeah, it, it just, it caused some dramas, but it got worked out. Yeah. That's unfortunate because I've literally been in pitch meetings with shows that I've created and have said to the network, and your writer costs are low on this show because the writer's room only is going to run uh, Monday through Thursday because I want comics that are doing gigs on the weekends, right. but we're also going to pay them less. So I'm going to save your network money, but I'm going to get you people that are out doing the funny every week that aren't, oh, I wrote the Emmys in 1986. Right. Right. So, gotcha. and the network, when you save them money, their eyes fucking light right up. So. But wouldn't you love that as a comic? To go, you know, I have a friend that writes on Mindy Project for whatever, five grand a week, and I'm on this show making three, but I only work, and I can still do my weekend gigs, and it's, like, yeah. that's ideal. Yeah. yeah. You know, take less money and get the fucking schedule you want. Yeah. Thank you. What would you say is the most important thing in, like, you have your elevator pitch, you have your treatment or whatever like to pitching a show what is the most important thing to take in front of those executives like if you get it okay fucking photographs really? let me just tell you any time that I had a joke in the Fashion Police script where Joan, we didn't do a whole lot of prop jokes, but networks love prop jokes. Anytime, any, because to the network, it's like, this is a 30-minute show with four people sitting in chairs talking. 
oh my God. So anytime they would stand or Joan would get up and go smack somebody or whatever, the network was like, oh my God, the dials are turning. So there's a motion, you know? <laughs> so you just, as head writer, I understood they dug that. So we would find more ways to, and I would put in the script, Joan walks over and fake slaps Juliana. Juliana falls on the ground. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? Like you just add shit into the script. Yes. But anytime it was a, like, you know, we had this one joke that, that was Snooky, uh, we had a lost and found box and from the dressing room. It was like for like our 100th episode. And so it was like, this is the stuff in our lost and found that guests have left in the dressing room. And Snooky had left her nursing bra, which was a bra that we took and we cut the cups out of and then glued two bottles of Jack Daniels <laughs> with little nipple, baby nipples on it. And Joan held it up like a normal bra, and it was these two floppy bottles of Jack Daniels. It was really, really funny. Now, I knew no network is going to understand. It's a bra, but there's bottles, and there's no, that does, I've never seen that at Kohl's. And so literally, <laughs> I had to have our girl on staff that was decent with Photoshop take a picture of a giant, you know, big lady bra, and then just paste two bottles of Jack Daniels over it. Just jagged, you know what I mean? And then nipples. So the the fucking idiots at the network level would understand what the prop was gonna look like. Because otherwise they'd have been like, that's too weird. Kill the thing with the Jack Daniels nipple, you know? So you just, that the best way to sell a joke with any visual component is to fucking spend 10 minutes on Google image and find pictures that create the picture in the head. Because once an exec says, I don't like this and redlines it, there's no revisiting it. Right. It's gone. Do you have a picture of this bra? I would really <laughs> I, have, I actually had the bra for a little while. I actually kept, <laughs> truly, I have, yeah, I have some fun props. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, have a response to that question? I was gonna, the only other thing I would say is uh, confidence. Like if you're pitching, yeah, very confident and, and uh, be ready to answer and answer confidently. Even like there's an old trick we used to do in, uh, when I was teaching martial arts, our instructor used to say, like he used to te test us by giving us telling us basically the exact opposite of how he's trained us like the last mm -hmm, four mm -hmm. years to see if anybody calls him out on it right. or just goes along with it. And he would always tell us, he's like, if you just are confident, you can sell fucking anything, you know? So he's like, uh, just be confident. So that's what I would say is that is be confident going in and pitching it. And if they present a question, even as you're answering it, if you're like, fuck, I have no fucking <laughs> idea mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know. But just be confident in it, like you, you're 100% know what you're talking about. The best thing you can say in a pitch meeting is, that's interesting. I'm not, I gotta be honest, I'm not sure I agree, but that's, I, I, we should talk about that, because that is kind of interesting. I've just disagreed with your idea, which shows you I am an actual artist and I have some integrity, <laughs> but I didn't go, oh, no, 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 it's not that. It's because every network executive wants to think that they fixed your show right. and they're the reason your show worked. So I do think the best thing you can do is go, mm, I, don't, I don't think I agree, but I don't know. I'm kind of arguing with myself right now. So may, yeah. And you know, the should, other thing that you said that was great about that is like, we should discuss that. Yeah. Which means they're Like, why don't you write me a check? <laughs> if you hire me, we what could develop mean? that. Yeah, yeah I'm like interested. Confident, but not cocky is what I mean. Right, because, yeah. you know, they don't want... Just uh, anything you want, you know. I just want to fucking have a. Sh I just right. need to sell a show, and that's right. Opinion. right. But they also don't want this is the show, and I don't want to hear any fucking feedback yes. about it. Like, yeah. who are you? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like a balance you find. Right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, other questions from anybody out here? Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you look for in a jacket? Well, I mean, again, it depends on as head writer. 
when I would have people submit for you know a specific show, I you know again I do that job. A lot of head writers don't write jokes for the show anymore. They're dealing with so many other. They're really producing, but I every week I wrote. I had more fashion police jokes in the scripts than any of the writers did. You know what I mean? But that was just my own. I needed Joan to know. You know what I mean? Like I just felt like I need. I was you know, whatever. So I would say to writers, okay, just here, I'm going to send you five pictures and just send me eight to ten jokes on each one. If you do alts, that's fine, but please don't count those as the eight to ten. Mm-hmm. You know, but don't kill yourself. You don't need to send me 50 jokes. Really, eight to ten is good. And I just want to sort of see how many different angles you can come at it with. Don't worry about being too dirty or not dirty enough or whatever. This is just, I just want to get a sense of what your frame of reference is. Sure. Because I'm knowing I've got, you know, this lady who is so great in the sort of mom track. And she's always going to find that joke that I would never think of. And then I've got Jay, who's got me like the big straight guy, like that thing, That's which is great. Again, I'm never going to come up with that joke. So I want you, like, I want you to give me that hipster, cool, millennial, so fucking give me Twitter, Snapchat, all this shit that I'm too old to understand. <laughs> yes, I love, I want you to give me that because then I look like a genius that I thought of all this stuff because I'm taking credit for all y'all's work. Right. And you'll also, you'll, you'll, like, you're not gonna just out of the blue uh, figure out somebody's email and send them something, right? So it's gonna be that your buddy's telling you or your agent or it's gonna be like, hey, I want you to submit for this. And they're gonna tell you like what they're looking for. Like when, for the game show, my buddy was like, here's the writing packet. I'll tell you now, the guy loves puns. So I was great. Like, I was like, great. That's fucking. Yes. I know exactly what to, yeah. to write to. You right. know. Um, yeah. So I mean, your 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 friend or your agent or wherever you're getting the the info to submit this, you, pick their brain. Or like Tony was saying earlier, if like if it's for Fallon, watch Fallon. See what yeah. like kind of vibe they give off on their on their. Best jokes. thing in every packet that I received. My favorite thing was at the end of the packet when they would go. I had so much fun doing this. Ah. These were so much fun to write. I hope this makes you laugh. Oh my God! You enjoyed yeah. staying up all night writing, writing. These fucking dumb puns. Yeah. <laughs> then okay, good. Maybe you've got the stamina to do this for a year and a half because you know there is a burnout. So yeah. And you know, or when people would go, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm a you know 50 year old straight guy with three kids. I don't know anything about fashion, but this was fun. And then those guys would just have such great. T- it's not about knowing about fashion. You're, sure. We're just doing jo- celebrity jokes, yeah. pop culture. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, my question is, like, if you could have us take away something from today, what would be our, our biggest takeaway? Oh, man. Quit looking at me, Tony, like you want me to go first. <laughs> no, I just think, uh, I mean, I, the big thing, I think people are afraid to say, I think writers are so worried on, like, they're hiring me because I'm original, I have to be original. But they're afraid to say, I saw this commercial last night where the guy goes and he rescues the dog, and I just thought, is there a joke in... The host of the show brings her dog to work for an episode, and the dog is like shitting all over the set. Or I'm like, just tell me what the inception of the idea was, if it's kind of a riff on a yeah, thing. Yeah. But don't act like, what if Chelsea Handler brings her dog to work when we? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's okay to say I saw this commercial or I saw this thing or Have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? What if we did a thing where it was Crazy Rich Jewish ladies and Joan was did it because she's you know I don't know like own where the idea came from and then we can work together on it. Oh boy, I was trying to think what would be the best. I, I guess the only thing I would um, say is, uh, um, what do you want from it? Um, 
I guess it would be a way of saying it. Like, so if, if somebody presents to you, hey, uh, there's an opportunity to write on this game show, you know, uh, think about like, okay, so this is, I'm going to be doing this seven or five days a week, 1030 to seven, uh, you know, find out, you want to know everything about that. Like, is this going to cut into my stand-up time? Um, do I want to start focusing on being a writer and maybe let, let away some of the stand-up stuff or do I not want to do that? I, I want to make sure I don't want my stand-up to suffer, so maybe there's some conversations I need to have up front with, like, if I am, to, if I am offered this position. Um, that's all I would say is just uh, think about where you, where you want to go with it. Like, do yeah. you want to be a writer, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's great money for dumb jokes, you know? Um, and there's no ways to joke. I bet yeah. you wrote a lot of really clean, clean dorky or jokes for that show. Yeah. And then, no, but I bet you wrote a lot of really clean TV rated G jokes. And then you were like, and I have a dirty version of that that I've actually done on stage. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that made me think of, like, my my stand-up version of that idea that I never would have got to yeah. if I wasn't talking about the black NASCAR driver. Yeah, definitely definitely some of the stuff I wrote for All Deaf. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, there was a... Yeah, there was some... It's like, never yeah, a waste. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is. There's no such thing as waste. Right. Read the book, The Five Love Languages. Okay. Because... If you know how the people you work for, the people above you on the chain, if you know how they communicate and you can communicate to them in their way, they will fucking love you so Is much that more and you'll never like, get fired. I'm an INJF or there, No, there, there's I like don't know what the, I fucking so, see in, a, in a relationship like, I don't know what the fuck in a relationship means. some women you date need they need to be told, "Honey, I love you so much. You're so right. beautiful." Either some women need you to do things for them. Right. Baby, I took out the trash and I washed your car. I just your car was a little dirty. I washed it this morning. The, and it's the acts of love. Oh my right. god, he loves me because he did this thing. Some need you to some women need a lot of time. It's time is how they feel valued. But you read that book, it's about relationships, but it, every boss you'll ever have right. has Aww. a certain way that they, some guys, some people, bosses need to see things written out. Some need to hear the joke to see what's funny. They don't ever see the funny on the page. I feel like you guys are like like social workers. That's the key. Way. That's the key to staying <laughs> in, you know, employed Well, there's definitely that a lot job. of personalities to, yeah, to sure. you're working with, you know? I Absolutely. Mean, you, have the, you have the quirky guy that maybe he's like an alt-comic type guy that uh, maybe he's used to doing one-liners and kind of keeps to himself and then you have like I was in a writer's room with Greg Wilson which I love Greg Wilson but he is fucking openly talks about doing coke and so that gives you an idea mm. of how Greg is you know <laughs> and uh, he sat right next to me and I was like Jesus Greg God, I fucking love him you know because uh, but don't you have bookers that you know this booker yeah. you need to hound because they're really right. overwhelmed and they need to get 10 emails before they respond and this booker they saw your email, give him a week, he'll get back yeah. to you, right? Yeah, You've absolutely. learned his yeah. love language. Awesome. Right. That's well, all I'm saying. Thank you for the suggestion. Yeah. I'm going to pick that up. And then, um, and on the most important question, uh, dogs or cats? Oh, dogs, know. 100%. Yeah, I'm a I'm dog guy. You guys don't like cats? I mean, they're they're fine. <laughs> no. I mean, cats are gay guys. I, I know enough oh, actual well, gay I guys. Oh, then I love cats. Yeah. Dogs are lesbians, <laughs> and cats are gay guys. <laughs> And lesbians are superior in every way. <laughs> Which is so funny that dogs are always licking their balls. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you have been such a treat, you guys. I really thank appreciate you. you doing this. I have learned so, so much. So oh, thank you so much. And uh, that's all I have for today. Uh, thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank you.